You're listening to 14 Minutes of Sass, a That Was Now production. Um, I do tend to get up pretty early. Isn't it crazy? If we fail with this one, I think I need to get a job. I'm an artist. I'm a painter. I started this company in my garage. It's actually pretty amazing. The world needs to know that this exists. And that was the moment when actually this light bulb went on. Sometimes when you have a problem, it's an occasion to shine. Everything in life gets better when you take better care of yourself. It's horribly geekish, but you know, it is what it is. this week's podcast, we have the pleasure of meeting Ron Palmieri. Ron talked with Stephen at the Web Summit on his life and why he's passionate about building things in the world of tech. What's been really interesting to watch over the last couple of years is how fundamentally um, kind of mobile is rewiring our brain. He founded Lair to power better conversations and messaging through whichever channel or device the customer chooses to engage. It's a company less than five years old that has already raised almost 30 million in investment. All that's going to fundamentally get remade with what we think of as conversational interfaces. Ron also talks about his Prism Skylabs, a cloud service that brings physical spaces online and transforms any video camera into a business intelligence tool. Kind of almost like a Google Analytics, but for physical space using existing camera infrastructure. fantastic to have you with us today. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, so, I've been doing uh, I've been doing uh, early stage companies for a while. I've actually been part of starting eight different companies, wow. um, and Layer's been um, been one that's really been kind of a, a bit of a passion for mine since it's in the communication space. Something I've been doing pretty much throughout my whole career. So, what tech trend has been? perhaps present in your mind over the last month? You know, I think that, I mean, outside of like my, my personal focus, I've just, it's been interesting to watch what's going on with um, blockchain and, and you know, I'm, it's, I've been trying to kind of educate myself a bit on, on that. I think it's going to be one of those fundamental technologies. Um, it's a bit outside of my current scope, so I don't pretend to be an expert. My belief is that the currency stuff is going to be, is going to be its own thing. And then the tech core technology is going to end up being how we do digital contracts and and other, so I think I think it's it's really I think two separate threads. The the digital currency stuff I think, with, especially with ICOs, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get kind of hurt with that. And it feels like a pretty substantial bubble around you know around um, yeah, around that. I but agree. I think the the core blockchain technology is going to be super interesting to see how that applies. Tell me a little bit about how Layer augments uh, business. To, to add kind of messaging superpowers to their products. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, so so the, the, the big premise for Layer really kind of came from having done a company called Ground Central, which is Google Voice, um, that was all based on the phone system. And so um, Google acquired it in 2007, which was now more than 10 years ago. And um, the, the interesting thing was I always imagined um, really where that was going was moving off the constraints of the phone system sort of into the internet. So that was kind of like sure. the big idea. Um, but what's been really interesting to watch over the last couple of years is how fundamentally um, kind of mobile is rewiring our brains. So people don't, they have a certain expectation about like whether it's using say Uber or you know something like that. And so um, banks and insurance companies and retailers basically it's all going to it's all going to have to change and be more um, kind of reflecting the way people want to communicate today. Um, okay. So a lot of what's been built the last, if, you know, think about the last 20 years, you know, call centers and 
desktop web experiences, all that's going to be remade for sort of a mobile future, and Layer's trying to play a strong role in helping companies make that transition. I guess things that are complex processes that require a lot of back and forth paperwork and calls with help centers and stuff like that, it feels like your play is, 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 is going to help make that a little bit easier and quicker and, and more convenient. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you think about like something like you mentioned, like you, you could take like a, going through a mortgage application or an insurance claim or just how you might interact with a business as you're trying to move through some kind of you know complicated buying process, like an assisted sale of some sort, which could either be B to B, you know, B to B or B to C. Sure. Um, all that's going to fundamentally get remade with what we think of as conversational interfaces. Um, so it's it's still a little bit early days. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of the action is is still kind of in apps. You know, like is Snapchat going to redesign or this or that? Sure. But I think the it's going to have much more profound impact on how businesses communicate with their customers, and it's going to remake how people think about things like CRM and. You know, and call as you said, like help desks and call centers. Next five years are going to completely remake all of those experiences. You made what looks like, on the surface anyway, a very cool acquisition, uh, Cola, uh, in February. How's that working out? Yeah, amazingly. Um, the the CTO was uh, one of the first five people on the iPhone team, so really, really ah, strong technically. Wow. And um, the, the 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 incredible thing that they did was create these interactive, what we now call experiences, and these are like kind of stateful in that you can go through like, st like steps or stages of a flow and and it, what's really interesting is it's not about a chat bot or or even typing it's about these these things that help you accomplish certain tasks whether it's scheduling or sharing location or whatever we're employing a lot of those technologies now um, to common uh, challenges that businesses have um, around engaging their customers tell me how um Prism Skylabs brings physical spaces online. This was one of the fascinating things uh, that I found when I was uh, reading about you, Ron. Yeah, so, so one of the things, kind of my, my thing has always been to sort of imagine um, what kinds of interesting products could kind of help develop new markets. And um, with Prism, the, the, the idea was that companies have incredible analytics for their web properties, you know, whether it's like Google Analytics or similar tools. Um, but um, oftentimes companies have massive investments in physical space. You know, if you're a sure. retailer, you know, bank, whatever. Um, yet the tools they have are incredibly rudimentary for for understanding what's happening. And so the idea with Prism was to use um, infrastructure that's already in place, otherwise known as uh, security cameras, cool. and use them to to, to deliver analytics um, around like what people are doing, kind of almost like a Google Analytics, but for physical space using existing. Uh, uh, camera infrastructure. You obviously live a very busy life. I mean, that's a very different uh, business model to to Layer's business model. So that must really stretch you. How do you stay grounded uh, and how do you stay healthy uh, with such a, uh, a massive workload? On also, you're involved in the investment world. So how do you how do you balance it all? Uh, yeah. Well, that I mean, it's a very good question. When I ask myself uh, frequently, um, I think the challenge is is um, Especially when when there's a lot of travel, is you know really just trying to be mindful of, especially in international travel like this, it's easy to work 24/7. So um, that's one. Um, also, I'm really fortunate to have uh, an amazing uh, family. I have a, a young daughter who is three, and cool. uh, and so that's a lot of fun. My wife is amazing. Um, but yeah, it's really just being. I think really trying to be mindful, and and. You realize that you, you know it's very easy to burn out. So I've been doing this a long time. So I, I try to maintain a fairly 
a fairly busy schedule, but not one that's complete burnout. What's one personal quality do you feel uh, that's helped you succeed over time? I, I think it's really a function of kind of constant learning. Um, so I, I think that you know all the, the like the, the 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 people that I find the most interesting are the ones that are are always trying to learn and and understand and not not a, not approach things from the point of view of like kind of having all of the answers. I think in we're in an in industry where things can really fundamentally change almost overnight, and I think kind of being open to to learning and questioning. Um, you know, assumptions and those kinds of things I think are, are incredibly important if you're going to stay kind of on top of how things are shifting all the time. If you were to do something other than all of this scaling businesses from, from scratch, uh, promoting scale-ups, uh, investing in them, if you could imagine another career, do you ever imagine another career? What would it be? Well, I think the, the common thread in all of it is, is building, you know, building things. Um, I think there was a point in my, when I was very young where you know, I wanted to be an architect, and you know, but basically, yeah. at the end of the day, I think anything that involves building things is satis very satisfying for me. If you were to step into a time machine and travel forward to the next three to five years, and you were to take a look at Lair and and also Prism Skylabs, uh, probably two questions, I guess. What do you think you might see? Well, I, I, I think um, I think people, you know, what was it? There's, uh, I think it was Bill Gates that said people underestimate um, what can be accomplished, or they under they overestimate what can be accomplished in a year and underestimate what can be accomplished in ten years. And I think that if you think about five years forward, um, a lot of things that people are, are doing with within the concept realm of consumer technologies today, like you know whether it's messaging or you know, like innovations that are happening around AR and, you know, with the cameras that are coming out. I think that businesses are going to get fundamentally remade um, for that for that future. This always on, you know, always connected. The, the expectation of how companies engage their, uh, their customers is going to get completely, completely changed. And I don't think people quite realize how fundamental that change is going to be. So we're here at the Web Summit. How's it been for you, Ron? Uh, great. We, we're really fortunate. We uh, we work with we've worked with the Web Summit team now for a few years. We power the communications experience in the Web Summit app, and so it's been good to watch the evolution. As I said, we've been in working with them for back when they were in Dublin, and it was a much smaller event. It's just been amazing to watch um, not only how it's been the Web Summit has grown, but also the other um, key conferences that they do in in New Orleans and in sure. um, with uh, Collision and Rise in Hong Kong and. They're now, they're now doing uh, fintech-oriented stuff, which is now back in Dublin, which is, at least they've got part of it <laughs> got is come home. Got something back home, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> part of it is returned home. Um, but it's really, yeah, the, the, I think, if anything, it's just been amazing to watch um, how the community has developed and the energy, and, and it's really been fantastic. What gets you up in the morning? So I, I think it's sort of what I alluded to earlier. I just, I love to build stuff, you know, and um, I've, I've tried to really get better at, um, at you know, I mean, not just thinking of it as a product or a company, but, you know, whether it's the culture or the team, um, broadly building something is is really satisfying. It can also be very hard, depending on what it, what it is you're trying to build. Um, but every day I, I, I'm motivated by this vision that we have and trying to do the best um, I possibly can for, for the team. Um, so it's been, it's, it's really been, having a clear sense of what's possible and, and working hard to 
to make it happen. Is there anything you'd love to be better at? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that it, you know it's interesting if you're if you in the technology realm, um, it's very easy to think in terms of um, kind of absolutes, like you can like you know something is buildable or possible, and it really does turn out that you know working with with people and teams, um, you know, has its own set of dynamics, and I've I've really especially in the last few years in this in the role that I'm doing now, really endeavored to to, to Kind of be, become a better um, team member and manager and, and all of that. So that's that's it's it's a little it's always been a little bit harder for me on the, the people side rather than sort of like the technology side. So I've been working hard at that. Ron Palmieri, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure being you. Thanks so much. You've been listening to 14 minutes of SaaS, a that was now production. Brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins, and me, Nick Curtis-Davis. Special thanks to Ketza for the music, provided under a Creative Commons license.